Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Seek Therapy Podcast. It is me, Jasmine. I am here with America and Jasmine with an E. So how is everyone doing? It's been a couple of weeks. Life be like then, but we are back and I'm so happy to be back with y'all. So what's been going on? What's been your highlight? What's been your challenge? Glad to be back. Glad things are back in our normal swing. Well, as normal as it can be. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say my highlight has been just the fact that I have been really continuing to commit to doing things that make me feel good, um, which has been really important, especially Mm -hmm. throughout this whole pandemic and trying to support people but also supporting people more than I do myself sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. So just making sure that I am maintaining that balance has been a highlight. Um, and then my challenge would just be, you know, everything that comes with owning a business and doing every damn thing yourself, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shout out I- to entrepreneurship. <laughs> it was easier working a nine to five as quiet as it's kept. But you know, oh yeah, my business. Yes, literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say um, my new new is getting back into Pilates. Um, I used to do performer Pilates at the YMCA back in high school with my bonus. Okay. That's fancy, right? Right. And so, um, I just I'm not a gym girl. Um, I blew my knee out. I ran track for years Mm -hmm. and my knee out. So I've been kind of like skeptical to go back out and running. Mm -hmm. Um, I did a earlier this year and I had splints the entire time. Uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get back into Pilates reformer to be specific. Um, and so, yeah, I really like that. It's chill. You can wear socks when you go work out, you just show up in your slides and some socks and um, mostly women in the classes. So it's nothing creepy or anything like that. Um, and I can already kind of feel a change in um, not bending over so much or like curling my back when I type and just my posture and, and mm-hmm. starting to feel on from the, the core again. Um, and then I would say in the last few weeks, definitely a challenge has been uh, dealing with grief um, losing a close family member, uh, this being my first time, uh, losing someone close to me, mm-hmm. um, so just, uh, going through that. Yeah. And, um, it's definitely brought my family closer to one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's definitely something that, uh, you know, it's normal for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I wish I could send you a hug while I am sending you a virtual hug, Um, you know, and just feel the feelings, you know, pour into yourself because that's so important, you know, take it day day by day. Mm -hmm. Don't put pressure on yourself to feel like you got to hurry up and move through it. Grief is going to come in waves. So it's going to be some days that are going to be real easy. It's going to be some days that's going to be hard as hell. Let yourself ride away. Yeah. yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is wrapping your mind around 
because everyone says you got to keep going. You got to keep living. And when it's someone that you didn't picture not living life with, Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like, oh, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, but um, we're getting through it. We're going to push through. Um, This is my first time speaking at a funeral. And, um, you know, my cousin was younger than me. He was 23 and he left a legacy. Mm -hmm. Um, He achieved his dreams. Mm-hmm. And even I got up and was like, sometimes people have to like really pull to like say nice things about the deceased, you know? And this mm-hmm. was a certain that we were really just celebrating his life and everyone that got up and had something to say was telling the truth. You know, this is a person that showed love, lived through love. And yeah, we just got to, as much as we can, um, push through like you guys are saying, you know, and keep that going. And a lot of things that I've been telling myself is like, I got to continue to celebrate my wins because mm-hmm. my cousin type that if you brought him some good news, he was, he was happy for you. He was celebrating. Mm-hmm. So I just want to keep that same spirit. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. You don't have to push through. I'm sorry. I had to say that. Mm. You don't have to push through. push through basically indicates that like you gotta push it down so that you can keep moving and you don't have to do that you get to literally fall apart and be applesauce on the floor if that's what you need to be if you need to take time off weeks off whatever you need if it's available to you take that we got this thing as a culture that's like all right it happens suck it up keep it pushing Right. And I think that's really why a majority of us don't know how to feel our feelings because that's what we've been yeah. taught to do. I'm like, no, hell no. Like you can sit still and feel all the things. And yeah. if you need to be applesauce on the floor or be in a fetal position, that's what you need to do until your body tells you, all right, bet. Okay, we can do this today or we can do this tomorrow. Like you don't have to push through nothing. Mm-mm. Your ancestors and everybody before you have done enough. You ain't got to push through shit. It's not for life for me. Yeah. Mm-mm. yeah <laughs> thank you for the clarification period <laughs> a word right <clears throat> um oh my challenge actually just happened yesterday mm. um so you know I'm going through the new job thing and so I had to go and get a physical and I also have not been weighing myself because fuck the scale Um, but I had to weigh myself yesterday and it was just very different (laughs) than what I was expecting Mm -hmm. um and so trying not to how fitting on my tv screen it says break my soul Beyonce because you know I've been bumping that Mm -hmm. um trying not to let that break my soul because literally the album came out and I just was like on cloud nine just like jamming you know and yeah. I have put on like an outfit felt real good yeah, and so outfit. I'm like right I'm like so why should I let that number deter me from that feeling that I was just having it doesn't mean anything you know so just trying to push through that um you know, and postpartum and all that, and just giving myself that grace, you know, woo. Mm -hmm. Um, But my, 
Right. Um, but my highlight, I would say, is that I've been really like having some amazing people come into my life this year. Um, I got rid of a lot of people. Um, and I feel like when I was holding on to that, I was pushing away, you know, really getting the people that I deserve. And so now I'm really getting some mutual friendships, you know, some friendships that affirm me, you know, that go out of their way to make plans, drive out of out here, you know, so that just feels really good. And I feel like I was telling one of my friends, like, I'm the happiest that I've been, you know, period. I love I'm feeling great in all areas, you know, and so that is a really nice feeling. Yeah, I think you said a mouthful there about when you finally let things go that no longer served you, the things that you desired and deserve had an opportunity to come in. And one of the things I tell people is like, when you hold it on tight to something, you don't have room to pick up nothing else. You don't release and let it go. Your hands are open. So you can Mm. receive all the things that you deserve and desire. I love it. That's beautiful. I do love that. Yes. And then the new moon in Leo happened. And so I wrote some intentions down, you know, Mm -hmm. lit some candles, played my manifestation playlist and really got like into it. I'm like, you know, there is nothing that I cannot get period nothing is off limits and so we going into it right we really focusing on like you were saying america doing things that make you happy okay these little i'm like okay i'm not gonna get the long nails but i could still do a little something you know because it makes me happy correct mm-hmm. and so just really being on that has been great and um jasmine you said your new new so i'm gonna say my new new too it is this one self-love workbook for women release self-doubt build self-compassion and embrace who you are and so I've been really working on that it has a lot of different activities and stuff like that you know so that you can pour into yourself in a positive way um and so that's my new new I've been telling all my clients male and female I'm like this is just self-love period Mm -hmm. um because it's it's that good I haven't even finished it but like I'm really getting a lot of information from it yeah yeah purchase a self-love journal myself um the damn target will get you right you just came in Mm -hmm. there you leave out 150 dollars later like wait a minute minute. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I like that, but I, I feel like all of this kind of points into also our topic, right? We've already kind of touched on how perfectionism is in our daily lives, you know, and really at the end of the day, what it really is about is just don't let anyone or any circumstance steal that joy. Each day we have to live pursuing joy, happiness, just do what makes you happy. And it's really the smallest that we have to serve to ourselves. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think. Oh, you go. Yeah, I was like. Running real quick. Yes. <laughs> Mine has been taking cold showers. Okay, pause. Now it's I know hot. how. I know how we are because we don't do cold showers. We like but it's hot. hot showers. If okay. you start with it like medium. No cold freezing like yeah. like almost like ice bath type deals now i'm listening i know because it sounds wild as hell because i am a um i get in the shower and it's like i'm cooking noodles kind of girl you know that's that's steaming. how i like for my showers to be yeah <laughs> however i wanted to really start doing the cold plunging and all of that stuff and so what better way to do it than let's start practicing in the shower so ice cold water, taking a shower through it. It's kind of like that DBT skill where you have a change in temperature. So mm-hmm. you're taking a shower in cold water. It's going to really reduce your heart rate. It allows your blood to flow in a different way. It reduces anxiety, all of the good things. And so that's what I've been doing. That's my new one. And it's my wild because I, um, baby does not like cold. Yeah. I like your oil. And you feel your anxiety decreasing. It's some crazy shit. Like it's it's crazy when you do the things you tell other people to do. It is. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> it's all it took was to do what I be telling you to do. Well, not me really therapizing. <laughs> and it works. It's fascinating. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's amazing. It has been amazing. Hours did you have to take before you felt? Um, like you feel, you know, it's you almost feel- instant, and it's wild as hell. Like wow. literally, when you get in the water, what I and it's been, almost been like this weird thing about surrendering too. I don't know, maybe I've been thinking too much into shit. I probably am, but <laughs> like, because when the water hits you, your first instinct is like to tense up, and so like literally, you're like that at first. But when you like like allow your body an opportunity to release, and like your hands release. Bro, it's like you just standing there. And like was the water hits is just like some sort of manifestation or like a mantra, like while the water is hit. And it also changes your breathing pattern. So like it forces you to like and like mm-hmm. really take deeper breaths. So it's slowing down your breath, it's slowing down your heart rate, all of the things. Y'all, I am shook because I would have never thought. I might have started TikTok and just do fucking cold plunges like other people do and see what happens. I'm joking. Sure? <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to try. Out through your mouth. That's helped me. That's something like one of the basics they've been teaching us in going back to Pilates. Mm-hmm. But I'm at work and I would feel the sensation of like needing to cry as I'm like yes. typing something. And that's been hold- helping me, right? Just like mm-hmm. focus on your breath. Um, that's helped me with being present because I deal with anxiety and fear of, I mean, all anxiety is just fear of the unknown, mm-hmm. but just practicing breathing in that way, in through your nose, out through your mouth. It looks like that alone can change life. <laughs> life changing. Because we don't breathe correctly anyway. So when no. we mm-hmm. like stop to actually do it the right way, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. It works though. I love it here. It's been amazing. <laughs> Period. And do. And do. <laughs> Um, but 
As you were kind of saying, Jasmine, we were talking about perfectionism Mm -hmm. and this book actually talked a little bit about perfectionism and it actually had me looking at it in a different way. Um, But I did want to open it up for you, America, because you were saying um, before we started recording just about like how you tell your clients like, what do you think perfectionism is? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting when I talk to clients about perfectionism, because I think there's this understanding that it's supposed to look a certain way. And so what I notice is women, because, you know, I work with all Black women. So typically the conversation is, you know, I'm feeling super anxious. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I feel like I have to get all of these things done all the time. I might procrastinate. I might this. And it's like all of these conversations I'm like, okay, so you, sounds like you have some perfectionist tendencies. No, 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 no. I don't want to be perfect. Like, I just want to get things done. And it's like, wait a minute. Like, perfectionism is a little bit deeper than that. And so it's not until, like that, the work that you have is something that I've assigned to clients and also working through um, some of the perfectionism CBT workbooks, even though CBT Mm -hmm. is questionable, but that's a different conversation. Um, But working through some of those um exercises to really help folks understand that a lot of us exhibit these perfectionism tendencies once we like really start to pay attention to it right right I found what I wanted to share so it says um Less obviously, sometimes a lack of self-love shows up disguised as perfectionism. This may sound strange at first. Wouldn't accomplishments and success foster self-love? Unfortunately, when perfectionism and external measurements of self-worth take the wheel, self-love comes to a screeching halt. Mm -hmm. Instead, feelings of unworthiness take over and move us in the wrong direction away from self-love. Have you ever thought if I only get a hundred percent on my math test, or if I only lose 20 pounds, if mm-hmm. only I had a romantic partner mm-hmm. and I was like, sheesh, yeah, you ain't lying at all. Mm-hmm. at all. And we don't realize that like having such, cause a lot of us have really unrealistic expectations for ourselves. Like it's wild. It's shit you wouldn't expect other people to have or you wouldn't expect other people to do. But like by mm-hmm. 25, I got to have a house on the hills and a right. white pants and two dogs and two kids and make a million dollars in an hour. And it's like, <laughs> bro, what the, what the fuck is going on? And then that like translates into how we see ourselves, right? right. I don't have that yet. So mm, mm. must not be doing well. Or right. I'm going to find my partner when I'm 125. Right. This ain't me because baby, baby ain't never going to be 125. Baby don't want to be. But- I'm gonna have my partner when I'm 125 and I'm this and I'm that. And it's like, ma'am, do you, not just ma'am, but ma'am and sir. Ma'am, sir. You understand how that impacts you on a regular basis. Because if you always have this invisible, it's really invisible, this invisible baseline for what life is supposed to look like, you ain't Mm -hmm. never gonna get that shit. And you're just gonna be fighting up against it all the time and you're gonna be sick and sad. Right. And you're always gonna be feeling like you're failing. Always, always, because you set this highly unattainable standard for yourself. Obviously, we should all have goals for ourselves, right? 
that is normal it's natural but you don't want to be like okay by 27 i'm supposed to be married owning a property having passive income you know like you it's great for the people that do that you know but we also have to be realistic about what we can feasibly handle and take on yeah but honestly like a part of this too is the fact that society places expectations on us Mm -hmm. we then feel like we have to reinforce them but we don't even really be knowing what it looks like right so it's like you on a hamster wheel like you chasing all day and night to get to something okay what it look like i don't know what does success look like i don't know what is happening i don't know so like you literally like on this hamster wheel running daily and you feel like you're not getting nowhere. Well, that's because what you want for yourself isn't even realistic or something that you've thought out all the way. Right. Yeah. Where did these rules come from? Hmm? Who told us that you have to be 125 in order, pounds in order to find love? Okay. Right. At the, high, the house on the hill mm-hmm. is the, the standard. And I, I think social media culture Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it was, I'm sure it was created with the best of intentions, right? You know, connected mm-hmm. people. Maybe, maybe, but, but I doubt it. <laughs> but Social it really, media is capitalism at its finest. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And instead of making it known that as a species, you're not alone in your experiences or how you feel, it's mm-hmm. not just going through something. Instead, we're giving this lens on perfectionism. Like, and, and it's so easy to look at and be like, well, that is obtainable. You know, only right. the girls abs are getting all the dudes. It's like, well, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't have abs. So what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating chicken wings. We actually can have a meal here. <laughs> <laughs> and go have one and still be loved. Child on the But like, yeah. please. But you know what? I think a part of the perfectionism thing too comes from like, you ever heard somebody say, well, like, I'm not perfect, right? So like, it's like this idea that like being perfect, first of all, is obtainable, but then also like, it's a good thing. And so like, people are always striving to be perfect. Like, I'm striving to be perfect. And then it's like, well, I'm fixating on this idea of like, perfect. And right. I'm missing the mark. Well, of course you are because it's make believe. Literally Ain't perfect. No one. Not one human ever. Yeah. And it's just exhausting. Yep. You know, um, I feel like I might have talked about this before, but my parents' whole mantra growing up was excellence and not mediocrity, which essentially is striving for perfection, which is why I am the way that I am. Um, <laughs> for if, if I don't know if we're gonna do visual for this, but mine was too. It really was like, you have to be fucking excellent. Like there's yeah. no in between. I remember getting four A's and a B and I got in trouble. Because that B represented the fact that it wasn't perf- it wasn't perfect, right? And then the A's were scrutinized because why is it a ninety two here when it mm-hmm. should be a hundred? Right. Yes. I remember wow. once B in English, and my dad was like, 
what language do you speak? And I was like, I'll never forget, I'll never fucking forget that because it's like, <laughs> not that we're not sitting in a class talking to each other. Right, because that's all that it means. <laughs> um, Ooh, just fuck the I, books I, and writing, huh? <laughs> and my mom, because I grew up in a military household with my dad, I remember my mom would be like, you know, you could have all A's and there's still going to be that person that's going to complain about the color shirt you have on. Mm. for some people it's just always going to be something I was raised in a household where and I just had this conversation with my 16 year old brother with perception is is very important how you are Mm -hmm. by others is taught to us Mm -hmm. uh, being important which it is in the context of the world okay to an extent right I'm like (laughs) self to perform to dress a certain way, to look a certain way, when you just need to run across the street to Walmart or Kroger to grab something real quick. If you feel the need to like put on your put eyebrows on makeup and-, your and brush your hair, I mean, those types of things we have to as a sit back and, and look at who taught me this? Where did I right. pick this? And is it serving my life and my mental health? Mm-hmm. Right. Or is it hurting it? You know, right. Because I've never feel like I can just fucking be. Right. And how much freedom is it in just fucking being <laughs> existing? The most. <laughs> <laughs> but when we're talking about perfectionism, most of us don't even know what just being means because. Right when you have grown up in a house where excellence is the expectation, you are going to be critical as hell about every single thing that you do. Right. And like, Oh, it looks good because this perfectionism gets you to a certain point. Women, especially when we're talking about black and Brown women who like have perfectionist tendencies tend to be Mm -hmm. like high achieving. Right. So they make a certain income. They have these degrees. They've done this. They try all of these things are like, the outside world looks at it as like, oh, you've made it. But people really don't understand that like you can do all of those things and have all of those things and still feel like shit because you don't feel like you're good enough. Like you Literally. still feel like something is missing. Literally. Yeah. And it doesn't, right, because preach it to the choir. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking like about this. myself. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> casual um I love when I can tell my clients like yeah that's something that we both can work on <laughs> mm-hmm. I said it oh I said it too don't be transparent period giving your client that self-disclosure of like huh, girl me too I th- that I that is powerful that yeah. and also saying like oh yeah I I'm working on this with my therapist yep. you know because yeah. that normalizes one therapy and saying that, hey, I've been there. I know how you're feeling. I do the same shit. Like, just got done crying. You know, like. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so that's where he came in. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, party going up. Um, <laughs> cancer season is over. Um, but yeah, you know, well, it's that whole excellence versus I mean not mediocrity thing it is something that 
really like fucked me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I told my parents, like, I get the like intent, but it also made it very hard on all of us. Like we all have anxiety, um, you know, related to that. And it's a lot of undoing, you know, a lot of unlearning because it was like, okay, I graduated with my um, master's and I start working. And then it's like, okay, I have to be the highest uh billing therapist like I I can never call out like I have to turn in my assessments right on time or right early like I need to like I was just like really on the path to burnout right and so with every job I kind of got like gave like less fucks um so that was at the height of my career then you know I went to like a janky fucking job and so it was janky toxic. Like I've talked about it on my Twitter, um, horrible place to work. And so I was just like, the standard is in hell. So like I'm doing the bare minimum and they loving it. So if y'all like it, I love it. Um, (laughs) and so then I, I got licensed and then I'm like, I'm not about to stress myself out, you know? And then I became a mom. So I really wasn't about to be like doing the most. I'm like, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to see my clients. I'm going to call them. I'm not about to hound them. Like, this is what it is. But it's taken so much work for me to get here. And I got to shout out my girl, Jasmine, my therapist. Um, She's really helping me with that perfectionism, right? And just looking at myself, looking at my life. Like, bitch, you've achieved a lot, period. It's okay. If you want to sit down right now, do it. You know, you, you don't have to go in after this PhD and do all that. Like you don't need to for what? Yeah. You know, what's, oh, sorry. No, no. Yeah. I'm just, I'm co-signing. I'm going to co-sign too, but I think before this, I ain't never met you. No. We had the same life experience. And I yeah. think that's important. I mean, I'm sure, of course there's differences, right? But like, mm-hmm. I think we really, it's so fascinating to see like when we're talking about perfectionism, especially for black women, how similar the experiences are. Mine was the same way. Like you got to go to the best school. Okay. So I went to UNC Mm -hmm. Chapel Hill. All right. Bet who did that? You got to, but you can't just go. Like you got to get a scholarship. Okay. Bet. So I bust my ass. I get a scholarship. Go for free. Okay. Bet. Then it's like, okay, what you going to do now? Because you're talking about you want to be a social worker. Social workers don't make money. All right, cool. I gotta figure this out. And then, like, you go to grad school. All right, fuck it. I'm here. I gotta be cum laude, so I do that, and I do that while working two full time, like a full time job, mm. job. And it's like, and then doing an internship. And it's like, okay, well, I gotta prove a point. Then to graduate, bet. Okay, I'm gonna get a job. I gotta take on the the uh, high risk cases, and I gotta do this, and I gotta make sure I got more on my caseload than other people because I gotta prove a point. I gotta prove it, like. And what was the point? And what the fuck was the point? They didn't pay you more. (laughs) We still don't have it. They're like, what is the point? Didn't pay me more. I'm (laughs) literally at one point in time at one job. I'm the only black, only black clinician there. And I'm the only one working at 10, 11 doing crisis calls while everybody else in the business. I'm the only one that's not married with kids. Oh. oh, America, I know you're not on call, but like, 
So why are you calling? You don't, you don't have a family or anything. So like, can you, you think you can go to the hospital real quick? And my dumb ass though. went at the time. <laughs> okay, bitch, I, let me, let me put my pants on and go bro. some wild shit. But you said something. And I think it's fascinating when you got licensed, because when I got licensed, I literally was like, oh, you can't tell me shit. American, American, you nope. Can you, nope. No, I literally start no. getting, I literally start getting period. Me too. Me because too. I was like, at this point, you can't tell me shit. I have, but I had hit the holy grail. There's right. nothing else you can tell me as long as I don't do no crazy shit. I'm gonna right. have it for the rest of my straight. Period. You can't tell me. Sh- can you? No, I'm good. Can- we called you. Oh, I know. I mm. saw it. bitch. My shit on. Do not disturb. Right. And it, it's weird because it's almost like. While I still had very high standards for myself and they mm-hmm. were unrealistic as fuck, it's something about when I got licensed that I was like, I don't know what that means. You what had to achieve that mark for yourself. Yeah. Getting and that was that was a benchmark mm-hmm. that you right. right. We were talking yeah. about perfectionism, ideas of mm-hmm. and what people or society are putting over yeah. our head. But for mm-hmm, right. that was you. And once you reach that bar, nobody can tell you shit. You couldn't tell me Period. shit. Yeah. I passed my exam on a Tuesday. I had my arm done the next. You couldn't tell me shit. <laughs> like you can't. And my mom Big was facts. like, mom was like, you, you're not gonna get a job if you have visible tattoos. I looked at her and I said, ma'am, I am, I am. licensed. I'm the job. Watch this. And I went <laughs> just start getting the shit done. Yes, Literally. I am the same. Yeah. yeah, period. That's wild. Wild. Yeah, I and tell the, you, I, I'm I I'm not licensed yet, but I get I get what you're saying. You know, because that mm-hmm. that me um, has always been it. I just having my own own practice. You know, my own clients setting my own schedule. Not have to worry about. I mean, of course, you know, there's, you have bosses and stuff, but there's certain things that you don't have to worry about coming out of a nine to five and going into our field that I'm yeah. over to. <laughs> yes. And you can get there and it's, it's going to feel great. Yeah. One last okay. thing I want because uh, America said it, but and maybe this is just something for our listeners to just kind of take with them over the next week. But when we say black excellence, mm. keeping in mind of what black excellence means and how perfectionism ties into that. Come on. That could be homework, you know what I mean? Cause that could also open up another can, but just kind of thinking of like, when you say, oh, black excellence, hashtag, I see you girl. Just what is <laughs> it in, you know? That person just being themselves and living their best life for themselves. Or are they holding down three, four, five jobs and, you know, got 67, you know, 511 degrees and things like that (laughs) on social media? I want to say one thing, too. There's a difference between high achievement and perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to also be mindful of what that line, of what that line looks like. Because to me, a high achiever is somebody who is going to be 
pulled towards their goals because they have a desire to reach them. But then when we're talking about perfectionism, perfectionism is really about the fact that you are pushed, like you have to, and it's rooted in fear. Perfectionism is rooted in fear. It is like, if I don't do this thing, oh shit, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve, I failed. And so like, there's a really clear line, especially for black folks that I think we got to make sure because people every time no i'm not a perfectionist i'm just a high achiever okay well what is the motivation behind your action oh shit well if i don't do it i'm gonna be a failure is that true probably not you got all these degrees and you do all probably not gonna be a failure mm-hmm. whatever that means right. right like it, it you might have to make some adjustments but you're not gonna be a failure and so really understand like it's a fine line and we gotta pay attention to that because most of us think we're high achievers but we fall into the perfectionism Mm -hmm. yeah and there's a difference of making a mistake versus being a a mistake you better grab the people real quick go ahead tell us what you mean Uh, get us together surely something wrong but that doesn't mean you're being wrong right at mindset so when jasmine said reading out of that book that self-love and perfectionism perfectionism and i'm from texas y'all <laughs> and that being tied into self-love and a lack thereof that actually that stuck with me because mm-hmm. you know and it's not just about degrees and having the physical but like you know if you have a strong work ethic if you're genuine if you're truthful those are tangible skills life skills life um yeah just skills qualities to have that mm-hmm. Uh, that are worth holding on to and growing and developing. And if it means just starting off looking in the mirror every morning and being like, I like this about myself and I'm going to rock with that today, pick something new the next day, then if we got to build those building blocks uh, for ourselves that small, then let's do it. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. So I feel like all of us have I'm listening. So if I'm wrong, you can tell me I'm wrong, child. I'm not a blood, but it's fine. I'm not going to die from that anyway. Um, When we talk about perfectionism, I feel like all of us have some of those tendencies. So what would be a tip that you would give to people around perfectionism or like how to move with it or overcome it? Well, what I would say is going off of that whole it being a lack of self-love is to remind yourself that if you love yourself, you wouldn't put unattainable expectations on yourself. Mm. Yeah. Check in with yourself. How do you know if they're unattainable? I guess you don't know, right? Yeah, that would have to be per person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, right. yeah, I think for me, since graduating from undergrad, it's been that I'm not doing adulting right. Mm. Really, I, I have to step back and be like, well, what is the right way? Because just because my parents are successful and they went down that path, you know, this is my, this is each of our own lives mm. and the beauty of the free will to choose our paths. 
um, there's different ways to find happiness, to find success, to find security. Because a lot of that, of course, is wrapped up in financial security. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so what, my tip would be when you have those thoughts is to just take a moment and question that thought. Question it. Question that insecurity. What is the right way? There's no answer for that. So let's keep it moving. Mm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Mine would be ask for help. Yeah. Ask for help when you need help. And know that asking for help doesn't make you weak. It doesn't mean that you're stupid. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. I'm talking to myself right now. Um, But it's okay to ask for people to help you. Like, that's okay. Could you do it? Probably. But would it be more helpful if somebody else did it for you? Sure. And so be okay with asking for somebody to step in and assist you. That's okay. We really think that we can live life in silo and like we can't. I would love to live like, no, I probably wouldn't love to live. I'm the type of person that if I need something in the store, I'm going to look first before I ask. Right? Mm. Like, I will walk down every fucking aisle. I did this yesterday in Target, every fucking aisle until I found look for. I got the app. The app said it's in B16. Bitches, it's not in B16. What is going on? And I will walk through every single one, right? And it's like, it's all these people here to help. Girl, ask somebody. Ask somebody for help. We have to be okay with knowing that people are put in place to help us. Mm-hmm. And they are accessible if we allow them to be. Right. Ask for help. I spent 45 mm-hmm. minutes yesterday looking for some shit and I didn't need to. So I'm talking mm-hmm. to myself because I should have I should have asked somebody for help. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm like, if I if I circle the block and I don't see it, excuse me. <laughs> you already got it you don't mind i was struggling i was like okay i need to ask somebody but like it's okay i got the target app me the too target app will tell me like i'm like yes. this can't say it's not here it must after 45 minutes i decided it just must not be in the store i mean it would have taken me 15 minutes tops and so been- that tells me that's my homework <laughs> My homework is bitch ask people for Yes. Help. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Like ask people for help. Shit. At this point, <laughs> ask people. Because I could have walked out with what I went in there for, but I didn't because I didn't want to ask. And it wasn't like a, oh, I'm not going to. It was just like, I'll find it. I can do it. And I think that's about like perfectionism in general. Like, like I'll figure it out. I got it. Not that I think I'm smarter or better than anybody in because I fucking don't. But like, I think I'm smart. I'll figure it out. I can find it. I know what it looks like. I'll find it. I still don't have what I went in there for y'all. And I'm sick. Because now I got to go back. Which means I'm going to spend another $200. And I'm probably still not going to have what I went in there for. But you're going to spend less time because when you go back, you're going to what? I'm going to ask for help. (laughs) (laughs) Period. I know that's right. I love this for us. This is great. I was just about to say that, and now I don't have to. <laughs> and it's across, you know what I mean? Across the country are different backgrounds. Uh, this is clearly a cultural thing. Yes. 
that each of us are are faced with. Yes. Yeah. And so, like I always say, pull up on your therapist. Love. I got mine every week on Wednesday. Jasmine, shout out to you. You're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> I feel like I want to meet you. I, just to I, have that work. And you, of course, I right. know. I'm like, oh, hey, Jasmine, girl. What's your right. name? Where is Jasmine? We can talk about that later. She in California. Yeah. No, but she can't. She is she not licensed for North Carolina. I can't do nothing with her, so I'll be quiet. Oh no. It's okay. Go ahead. Y'all be great. Y'all being great. <laughs> I'm gonna refine something that works for me because Yeah. Let's make let's get that. Let's make that our priority this year, this second half of the year. Yeah. Coming out correct. <laughs> Because I need me a Jasmine, too, because, baby, I have not had no Jasmines. Based on what you said, I ain't had no Jasmines. There's a lot of them out here. There are. I, I was just talking about how pretty much all the Jasmines I know in our age group are therapists. Really? Mm-hmm. On my hand, I can count, like, 10 therapist Jasmines that I know. Really? Yes. Ooh, I wonder what that means. We're dominating. I'm a, <laughs> I was going to say that we were all that friend in the group that everyone came. <laughs> right. Facts. Um, well, okay, sorry. I know we're ready to go, but according to Google, Jasmine is a Persian name meaning gift from God. So maybe and, that's why Jasmine's are... I just shit it on my... Did I shit on myself? No, I didn't. I'm, I'm that bitch, so I didn't shit on myself. But... Jasmine Period. is a gift from God. Mm. Okay. Jasmine Guy, where my dad got the influence. Oh. Yes, Jasmine Guy. Come on, Whitley. Because oh. <laughs> Bella was out here. Do- okay, never mind. <laughs> That's a case study because baby, we, she, mm. yep, okay. <laughs> Um, I know the last time we did make commitments, mine was to drink a gallon every day. Um, I did drink a gallon most days. Good. Keeping it real. Yes. My new commitment is to continue with 20 minutes a day of my self-love workbook. My commitment before was making sure that I use my schedule breaks for myself and I have kept that commitment up. So my new commitment, especially because we're coming into a new month is going to be I think my new commitment is really going to be me paying attention to the thoughts that I have in the same way I tell people and like catching them and reframing them. The self-love workbook that you have, Jasmine, again, something that I, my whole brand and I think of my business is around self-love. So one of the things that I really focus on is making sure that we are accepting ourselves where we are. And so I want to make sure, I think my new commitment for this upcoming month is making sure that my thoughts match that. So when I catch myself saying little things, because you mentioned going step on the scale, my body has changed a lot with the pandemic and those changes and doing things a little bit differently. 
And so my commitment is making sure that I am mindful of the conversations that I have with myself about myself. That's my yeah. Talk to yourself like you would your best friend, period. Correct. Yeah. I don't have a I don't have a bestie, and I'm really brutally honest with people, but there's some truth in that. Because there's some shit outside of myself I wouldn't say to nobody. I wouldn't even say out loud. I said out loud the other day, and my boyfriend was like, Who the who the fuck are you talking to? I was like, Oh, I'm talking to myself. And he was like, Why the fuck are you why? And I was like, Oh, it was just some shit I had I wanted to say, so I said it out loud so you could hear. And he was like, that's why you, that's why you be pissed off. Cause the fuck I'm mad. Mm-hmm. So that's my homework for myself. I like that. That's a whole topic too, where that inner voice comes from, from our childhood. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to join you Jasmine with the 20 minutes a day in the self-love journal booking. I have a different one, but I like that. It's just a small window. That's something that's obtainable. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm, I want to finish this semester, uh, the summer session strong, mm-hmm. um, a social advocacy prevention class and substance abuse. And I've written the longest paper I've ever written 20 pages on mm-hmm. post pandemic and how that's affecting my community here in Houston, Texas. Um, and it has been a struggle. Um, to be writing that paper and then dealing with grief for the first time. It's, yeah. it's different researching and getting numbers and facts versus now knowing that uh, just how people feel in the wake of it. And um, I just, yeah, I have different understanding now of when someone says, I'm sorry, or my condolences. Mm. Um, it, they're not just words. I now understand, um, the meaning and the impact behind them. Mm. So I, I, I value experience and that making me, uh, a awesome bomb ass therapist. So, um, I just gotta, I just gotta take this loss as, um, as experience and yeah, <laughs> Can I say something about that? Lauren London, who to me is God's gonna say to watch that. Yeah, God's gift to the new free fucking world. Go listen or watch her podcast with Angie Martinez. It's called We're All Gonna Die. Okay. And I I know it sounds morbid, and I think they mentioned the fact that it's morbid. (laughs) It really speaks to the fact that we this is the one thing that we know is going to happen and th- you know i think i told y'all in our little group chat they're like i struggle with death my anxiety is around dying so like mm-hmm. the anxiety that i experience at nighttime is am i gonna die that's where mm-hmm. it comes from and so it, it's a real heavy lift but that podcast to me phenomenal and like really listening to her talk about of course her grief around nip and what that looked like, what that felt like, but also really understanding like this impacts us on a whole different level. Like, but it's the one thing that's gonna happen to all of us. Like we're all, we're all going to die. Like we are. And so it. she really talked about how the fact that we're not prepared for this thing that's gonna happen to everybody. And so what that really looks like 
for her as a grieving, I'm gonna call her a widow, as a grieving widow. And then also like the fact that we kind of push past it as if it's not a real thing when it's very much a real thing. Definitely. I'm definitely gonna listen to that. I wrote it down. It's a short listen. It's only like 45 minutes. And I really feel like they could have went forever because it was like, I had questions, but it was good. Okay. Impactful. It was so good. Yeah. You in LA too. Yeah. I actually went to high school right across uh, the street where Nipsey's shop was and he got killed. So, Mm. yeah, that's why it definitely hit very different. Oh, it hit home. Yeah. I feel like I should Definitely. turn my camera so I can see all my nip shit on the wall, but I'm not going to do that because that's not necessary. But <laughs> listen to it. it. It is. It's really good. It's yeah. really, really good. And I think if nothing else, because you said it was a close family member, that especially when she talks about being on the front row and it's like something that you experience and then everybody else, they basically like peace out and they life return. You've mentioned that too life returning yeah. back to normal and like this not normal for me so what does this mean yeah it'll be a great listen okay yeah thank you of course yes and so janae is in the background giving me some vocals hey baby girl <laughs> so <laughs> i just I just want to thank y'all for your time as always and remind you both and y'all out there to make sure that you are taking good care of yourself because you are so important. And remember, you can drink the green drinks, go for hikes, you know, um, maybe talk to your friends or retail therapy. But if you're ignoring the things going on in your head and in your heart, you're still not truly healthy. So go on ahead and seek therapy. We all need that shit. Period. (laughs) (laughs) We will see you later and take good care. Bye. Bye.